Have you ever been tempted to do something you're going to really regret while secretly hoping someone will save you from yourself? Listen to find out which one of the gals is in trouble now. Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. How are you doing today? I need your help. <laughs> I need somebody help. help. Not help just me. anybody help. <laughs> Two Gal Soul School is in session. Yes, it is. Oh, man. Oh, man. So, so <laughs> share, share. Oh, well, you know, hello, repeat pattern. Ah, <laughs> uh, so for our audience, in case you haven't been aware that this happens, most of us run some pretty similar patterns over and over, and guess what happens? We get the same results. Today, Krista's going to share hers with us. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, well, Krista? I'm I'm trying not to have the same results. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I have this pattern that um with Mr. Right here right now that when he kind of ghosts or disappears or, you know, the tech there's too long of a time between texts, I get like really fearful. And my go-to pattern is I just want to be like, fuck it. And I want to like murder someone. I mean, I literally get just like <laughs> crazy. And have Um, we seen this pattern anywhere else during this podcast of the last three years? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, a few (laughs) months ago when I was at that party and, you know, I showed up and saw him talking with that girl and I just like threw this tantrum. And through that episode, we were talking about how how I had kind of had the explosion and then wished after the fact that I'd handled it different. And so um, I'm in the place right now of I have not had an explosion yet or the tantrum, but I feel it inside my body wanting to come out. And um, so I'm so glad we're podcasting today so that you can <laughs> help me get ahead of my tantrum. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we creak got on the phone because we pre-podcast get on the phone with each other. And we started chatting. I'm like, uh-oh, something's in the field. What's happening? <laughs> so we're going to start from the beginning with you guys so you can hear where this begins for Krista. But uh, where, where do you want to start us from, Krista? Well, um, You know, Mr. Right Here Right Now is out of town right now, and we have really been spending a lot of time together. We're pretty much since um, COVID shut down. We've only spent like maybe four, maybe five nights apart from each other. In six months. Um, Yeah. And so, and that feels really good and safe for me, right? So, because even though he's going about like to his job every day and I'm doing my thing during the day, there's always this like reconnect time at night. And um, the times, the few times that I have gotten triggered and really the times that he has not spent the night here with me is because of this exact pattern. I'm just now putting that together right now. Because what happens in the past is I have my little freak out. And so when you have your little freak out, Krista, what is it that triggers that freak out? um, It's some way I feel like he 
pulls back or ghosts me or isn't there. So it could be like a text and then there's just, um, you know, he doesn't respond for a long time. Or, you know, at that party, it was that he, I was kind of giving him him space and he disappeared and then was with that, uh, I, you know, found him talking with that woman. And it was just this moment where I just want to go like, God damn it. <laughs> and I freak out. So it's in some way of like, I feel like he's separate or like I feel abandoned or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's this, some kind of thought inside you that triggers like, this isn't my lovely, wonderful, trusting partner who's <laughs> just having a conversation with someone else or who's very busy at a conference or whatever, something else starts to come to the surface for you. And can you tell us what it's, that story is, please? Yeah, it's it has something to do with like, oh, I'm not important enough on the list. or So like right now, what happened is he's away, and before he left, he was like, ah, you need me to check in a lot while I'm gone, right? And he was kind of, we were laughing because we know this is a pattern. And so, in my mind, he was validating me and saying, like, yes, I hear you, and I'm going to check in with you and make sure everything's good. And, um, like, the first day or so, that all happened. And then um, two nights ago, he, uh, we were having a quick text exchange, and I made a cute little comment to him, like, oh, you should be here because I was in the bathtub, and which was kind of a vulnerable, cute thing. And then there was no reply. Like, and he'd already said he wasn't going to do anything that night. So in my mind, I'm going, what the fuck? Like, you can't <laughs> respond to a text. And it's like an hour goes by, two hours, three hours. It's the middle of the night, no response. I wake up the next morning, and I'm just like already waking up feeling like, what just happened? Like, why am I not important enough for you to respond to a text? And it's not like I had waited like two hours after his last text to text him. So it's not like, oh, he could have been off going something else. It's like, your phone must be in your fucking hand, right? So this is the story <laughs> that's in my head. And then I'm Here thinking, begins oh, the story. here's the story. Because then I'm like, oh my gosh, he's always chatting with his best friend all the time. And I know they're chatting all night long. So how come he can chat with him, but not with me? And how can, you know, and it's just like, Oh, yeah. So, so as we begin this journey, we see that what's happening and what's triggering you is that you don't hear from him. One way or another, he steps away from you. It might be at a party, steps away, and you don't see him for a while, and you discover him somewhere or whatever. So he steps away, Mm -hmm. and instead of thinking to yourself, "Oh, my beautiful partner is busy," and da da da. Some part of you begins to start the story that is way down deep inside you, having something to do with your value, your abandonment, something. Tell us a little bit more Hmm. about this story. Which one is it for you, Krista? I know it makes you mad, whatever story that is. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because I definitely like then, and I haven't, so that was two nights ago and he didn't text all day yesterday and it's now three o'clock two days later and he still hasn't texted. So the story's getting bigger with me. And if he would have texted me last night, I'd have been like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Like, I was that (laughs) mad. I was like, I want to murder you right now. And so I'm glad he didn't text text me because I know in his mind right now, he's not even thinking I'm upset. He's just like, 
you know, enjoying his time away from me. We kind of discussed before he left that, oh, it's going to feel good to have some space and like come back all like hot and juicy for each other again. Like, and that's true. Like we did need all that. And I'm actually okay with that type of space. What I'm not okay with is like the no touch-ins. Like I need these little like, hey, thinking of you, hey, I'm going to bed or hey, just waking up. Hi, hope you have a great day. Like I just need some type of check-in because in in now this two days of not hearing from him, I go into, oh, what's he filling his time with? Who's got his attention? And it's just this thing story. the list starts going and... So, Chris, you know, it's like I don't feel important is basically what Mm -hmm. it is. And I I can guarantee you, here's what he's going to say. Oh, my God, babe, like we're together all the time. Like you, we always get to talk and stuff. So he's thinking like I'm probably really enjoying my time away from him, which to a certain extent I I am, but I'm not enjoying it as much as I could if he would have these little touch-ins. Right. So this is a great conversation because we, where we checked in earlier was I said something to Krista like, hey, Krista, did you make an agreement with him that he was going to get a hold of you? Did you actually like talk about it and really set it in like, hey, I need this. This is who I am. Or what else could have happened? So what happened there? Well, it seems like it was a very soft agreement. So this is a, this is not a repeat a good pattern, meaning that this, yeah, so well, so this pattern keeps happening with us, and I keep coming back to the table and be like, hey, this is what I need. And he was like, yeah, yeah, babe, I'm going to give that to you. And then I don't get it the next time the situation comes around. So this time, the soft agreement to me happened when he said to me, you need me to check in with you a lot while I'm gone, right? And to me, that felt like he already knew what I needed to be happy and so now when he's not doing it, it literally feels like it's intentional. Right. Like he's purposely trying to show me I'm off doing my own thing and I'm not thinking about you or I don't know what it, why I would think it would be intentional because I actually, knowing him, I know he's just like, like doing his thing. Right. But it feels very, very, very intentional, purposeful, like hurting me. Right. Because you have a story that— it is intentional and it's purposeful and it's hurting you and it's stuck somewhere inside you. And that's why when we talk about repeating patterns, we're talking about the fact that something inside you is telling a story and that story is repeating. And every time you feel this experience where someone moves away and doesn't stay in touch, whenever you, I know a lot of us have this experience. A lot of women have this experience and a lot of men have the other side of this. Like, You move away from me and you don't stay in touch. I lose my ability to stay connected to you. And then I start making up stories about what you're up to. You're not trustworthy. You're out with other women. You're you're not even caring about me. Like, forget, even if you're not doing those other things, you don't care enough about me to pay attention. You know, and so we're watching this story as it grabs a hold of you. And you guys have heard Krista's tone of voice on this call. Like, this guy (laughs) dare not call right now. I don't know if he's gotten the message through the ethers. Psychic email. (laughs) (laughs) He got that psychic text that said, do not call this woman now. She is going to eat you for lunch. So, you know, that is another possibility of what's happening in terms of creation, because our thoughts do travel to the people we're most connected to. So while Chris is... Oh, 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 I'm hearing something in that. So, because I, there is a part of him that likes it when I get a little mad at him. Like there's something that Mm -hmm. he finds 
I don't know, sexy in that or like, and so I'm wondering, like right now, he must know that him not touching in with me, that I'm going to be pissed. He has to know. So right now I can see him scared to right to text me because he knows I'm going to be pissed. And yet, just like I'm creating this situation, he's creating a situation too. So um, when you were talking, I was like, oh, his need for a little drama, which creates this tension while we're apart that maybe will create this sexy coming back together. I'm wondering what part of his pattern here is operating too. Right. And so here's a great thing about that observation. We can guess and we can try to sort out and we can wonder about this. And it's actually incredibly great to talk to our partners about this kind of stuff. Like, are you creating this on purpose? But the truth is right now, there's nothing you can do about that, sister, and you cannot affect change in the other person. And what we're noticing is, and I'm going to bring this up because I have to, um, (laughs) not only has this been present in this relationship, but we have seen this with maybe Rico (laughs) and maybe a few other people in your life. So this is something that probably is a pattern that got established as an idea inside you, a belief that when people go away... They, something, and you're abandoned. Like, there's something. And we know when we get triggered, we have, like, four responses, right? Fight, flight, freeze, faint. That's it. And yours, you want to tell us again how you feel about him? You can just share what your what your reaction looks like? I'm going to fucking kill you. Uh, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when as you were saying that, too, I was remembering that um, because my um, dad— I didn't live with my dad growing up. There would, there weren't very many check-ins with him. Mm-hmm. And then when he would check in, it would be this like awkwardness, almost like, you know, when you have to get on and talk to that, your uncle that you see like once every three years and your parents put you on the phone and you have to pretend to have some conversation, but there's no connection. <laughs> right. And so you're like, hi, that's how it actually felt talking with my dad. I remember when I was little, because like, he didn't know what was happening in my day-to-day life. And I wasn't a part of his day-to-day life. So when we would talk, it was these like janky conversations and they were uncomfortable. And then I would just want to get off the phone. But, or if he would wait too long to check in, he would try calling me and I would be so upset by the time he finally called that I wouldn't talk to him. I would tell my mom, I'm not talking to him. It was a way of punishing him for not checking in. And so I'm seeing. Is right anyone now. else seeing a pattern? <laughs> <laughs> so, how old were you? Yeah. Let's just say how old. Were oh, you? I mean, elementary, early elementary school. Five, six, all, by, yeah, all of those up till now. No. <laughs> yeah. So here it yeah. is, and this is the beauty of this: is we don't see ourselves creating these patterns that keep creating these things. So here, Krista is. We are stopping her in her tracks. You are with mm-hmm. us today. This is an actual live situation <laughs> unfolding. She is standing on the edge of a cliff, and her first impulse was to give him peace of her mind, right? Mm-hmm. So she's in fight. Fight is, this is what fight looks like, right? This is, right. An, this is a nervous system that's trying to get control back in her life. Well, if you're going to abandon me, then fuck you, Right. Right. So, so, and I want to punish him. The next time I see him, him, I want to punish him because I want him to be punished so that he then learns and doesn't do it again. But if there's this element that, that he kind of likes to be punished, <laughs> then you know that's uh, not going to work. That's or it could like, be fun if you guys get it under control and do it on purpose. But um, 
your dad, you know, your dad got punished by you a lot, but it didn't really change his behavior, right? You just went through periods of feeling awful. Is recently the last time he visited, we actually had this conversation about wanting to check in more and having more of a relationship. And um, and we have been doing that. And nice. so that's why I think earlier you were asking me like, oh, does this remind you of your dad and everything? And it's like, definitely the pattern began there. I don't have the charge with him anymore. And it's actually because we've spent the last year really touching base and connecting and having real conversations, not just the how's the weather conversations. And so I feel like our relationship has grown and so there's more safety in it for me. And so, but now I'm looking at this with Mr. Right here, right now. And like, okay, how, how do I do this like pattern interrupt, right? Because I am like, I am like literally clawing at the walls right now, wanting to do my old behavior, which is to, first of all, not text him at all and wait until he texts me, which could go another two days or he could show back up in town and be like, I'm home. And at that point, I'm so livid that I want to claw his eyes out. Yeah. So that in that's I feel that in my body wanting to, you know, just text some really mean stuff. So I I'm proud of myself. I haven't done that yet. Good. And you're on the verge. We're interrupting this pattern. And so this is the moment where I have to find a new way of doing this. Right. So we're gonna take a little break. You're gonna breathe first. (sighs) So one of the things that you said that's really cool is you said you and your father have worked out um, your relationship where it's more supportive and it's kinder and you're not having the same experiences with him. And we're going to drill back down to that inner child. She is still having this experience with the men in your life. So mm-hmm. you've healed something with your dad, but the actual beginning, the little seed of this is actually still there inside you. And anybody who has done a lot of work with reactivity and things like that, no, especially in relationship, knows that there are usually very young aspects of ourselves that are wounded that are there, right? So we're, first of all, Krista has inner and outer opportunities. So the inner opportunity is straightforward. It's you paying attention to this little wounded one who has a story that she's not enough for I'm not, someone I'm to not pay important. attention to. You're not, not important. important. Okay. Right. Not important enough for someone to stop and give you a one second text. You can right. hear the rest of the story roll off that. I mean, not even on. one, not even one second. Cause not I know even. he's been texting business people and his ex-wife and, you know, I'm sure like all these people he's interacting with. And so there's the part that if I'm so important to you, you can't even reserve 10 seconds for me. Yeah. See, can you hear it? And here we go. You know, it's like mm-hmm. the engine starts to rev and mm-hmm. we walk out to the edge of the cliff and we're about to go off. But today, Chris is going to do something different. We so hope. today, yeah, we hope. <laughs> so far, it looks good. Let's see what happens, team. So I want everybody holding space for Krista to do something different. So first, really, the journey is to go inside and to really pay some attention to this little wounded one that we all have, you know, no matter how good our parents were, there were moments that we misunderstood and we didn't feel loved. And this is where these big things show up in our adult relationships. So Krista has her eyes closed. I'm narrating for you. And she is pretty (laughs) proficient at this process because she's met this little child before. And um, she's just spending a couple minutes. And what we're doing at this point really is reparenting this part of us that's hurting, right? So Krista's got some words for where, where you are right now, Krista, for us? I was just sitting there holding her and telling her that 
she's important and she's valuable and she's way more important than a one-second text and that any belief otherwise is just a story. It's not true. And you understand how she feels upset, but Mm -hmm. it's really, it's really not that and you love her very much. And I think what we're pointing out, what Chris is just pointing out also is that you go to yourself. You don't make, you don't tell the story of what's happening on the outside. You say, oh, I feel like I'm not important. So I'm going to give that importance to myself. I'm going to take this time and I'm going to send some love to the solar plexus where this little one is hanging out. And this little tiny thing can Acts your <laughs> life, okay? So Krista is really trying to take control as a grown-up and the adult in this situation and not let this little frantic inner one who feels unimportant to take over her relationship. So we're on the brink and, of finding out. Yeah, Go there's ahead. this, um, what I'm telling her right now is that she doesn't have to punish other people, mm. that there's another way to handle these situations. And so I, I, you know, she grew up in a really... There's a lot of big personalities, a lot of loud personalities. And so, um, you know, I know she felt like she had to either yell really loud or go very silent until someone noticed that she was hurting or needed some attention. So it sounds like there might be something in the middle for you, Krista, as the grown-up in this situation, to choose. Uh, One thing we noticed, too, was that um, when this little one is in charge of you, you're not willing to do like sort of regular reaching out kinds of things to determine what's really happening. Your story is running the show so much that you're like, yeah, well, just wait till you get back. And I'm not going to make myself vulnerable because I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to text you and say, hey, 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 because yeah. I already texted you. Right? I already texted you. No, no. So you can So it feels hear. like begging for attention. Yeah, it's like this little girl who has to keep like dancing harder on stage to get, you know, her parent to see how good she is. Yeah. And so it's, it's like the thought of having to like I don't want to have to dance to prove my worth to anybody anymore. Right. This is this like I I mean I really wanted Mr. Right here and right now to like See me without me having to ask for it. Yeah. To show up for me without me having to ask for it. Like, do it because he's thinking of me and is putting me first and knowing what I need without me having to beg for it. So there's a little bit of this, like, it, a, the begging part just feels really gross inside. So for you, when you're having these feelings, if you reach out and ask for what you want— which is a fair thing to do with a partner, mm-hmm. it feels like you're begging for attention. It feels like you're um, really like you're laying yourself down in the middle of the train tracks and somebody could just take total advantage of you because now you're begging for their loving. It feels like of, asking someone to give you a birthday present instead of them just showing up on their own and giving it to you. Yeah. Uh, Well, that probably is in your past somewhere. I didn't have that thought. So just notice as our audience is playing along with us, just notice how where Krista goes in the specifics, because those are probably specific things that may have happened or not happened because she wasn't willing to do them. So right now, and what was happening right before we were recording today was Krista and I were talking and I was offering her some possible solutions of how to interrupt 
and uh, we weren't getting anywhere. So we decided to <laughs> podcast to see if all of the pressure of all y'all is uh, is going to make a little bit of a difference for her. Because the truth is she wants to do this differently, but this feeling and this emotion that's pretty deep doesn't actually feel like doing this. It's getting it's a little a, bit in charge. And it is a cyclical thing too. It does um, directly line up with my cycle. So anytime I'm two or three days before my cycle, it's where I really want my partner to come closer to me, to be, to nurture me. And typically that, well, yeah, that is the exact time when all of these explosive things happen. Even back to, you know, Rico Suave, it's the same exact thing because I want to pull them in and know they're there and they, I must be putting off some type of pheromone, some type of energy that literally repels them from me because they, they could be all, all on top of me for, you know, 25 days of the month. And literally right at that day where I need them to come in, they, they disappear. Right. This is so interesting because I was in a conversation with someone else, uh, one of my clients about neediness and how that ex- actual experience is for the receiver and how it, it can really crush the space of the receiver where the receiver's like, yes. ah, get off me. Yeah. So you think that it's a little bit magical that it happens around your period. But what happens around your period is that you actually express a very deep need and you don't express it except by kind of being it, which means you're kind of like <laughs> pulling instead of saying, wow, I've really noticed I need more of your attention for these two days and how could we do that in a way that would work for you so you guys know you have an agreement about it you just start pulling and pressuring for I'll this. tell you why why I, I think to ask it mm. and but when I think or, or in the past when I've mentioned it to either Mr. Right Here Right Now or Rico Suave like hey just so you know those kind of days are coming where I might feel a little you know more sad or a little bit more needy and I could really use you to come in, it's almost like they go, oh, here it is again, and they they stay away. All right. So this is the thing about big kids' relationships and partnerships is that we we ask for things and we get agreement. Now, one of the things about that process is that they get to say how they want to do it too. You don't get to say, I just need you to lie on top of me all day for two days. And then when it's over, you know, you can go get a life again. You get to say, I need this. And I'm curious what it was, what it is that, how this would work for you. How could you do this? So back to this day, today, and this pattern interrupt with Krista, we're talking about how, what can Krista do? Now, Krista, it's day (laughs) three that you haven't heard from him, two and a half. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how many more days is he going to be away? Mm-hmm, two. Okay. So this is... By then, ch- I'm going to hang him. <laughs> so this is what we call a choice point, right? This yeah. is where the pattern is only happening inside you. Even if it might be communicating itself, we are leaving room for the idea that Mr. Right here, my right now might be feeling that he better not call right now because it could get ugly. But what is it, Krista? What is it that you could do on your own behalf that is not magical thinking, it's not demanding people to read your mind, it's not, it's something that you actually want and something that you actually can ask this person who loves you, who's in your life every day, instead of attacking them, fight, invite them to get closer. What is it that you think you could do? Mm. (laughs) We have suggested texting already, but you'll notice it didn't 
stick. So let's see. Right. Let's see where it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 fine texting him after we're done podcasting, and um, I so wanted to do it right now. I know you do, but I won't I do. be able to think. I know, but. Because then if he starts texting me back, what am I going to, okay, everybody, I'm put you on hold. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back um, to you later. Because I still have some work, to, like me even just talking about this text, it's like I, even after the podcast, I'm going to do my healing work first before even sending it. Meaning, because like, if idea. I have an expectation around how I want him to respond, bleh, that's not going to work. I have well, to that are, is already operating, right? Yeah, you I need to clear my expectation. I need to clear my neediness. I need to clean my, um, you know, however I think he should respond or um, even, even like forgiving the misbelief that him taking two days off from texting me is somehow bad or means something. Because mm-hmm. I, I know in his mind it doesn't. I know that. And still and yet, he dare not reach out now because he knows that it means something to you. Right. And so the, you know, the best way thing I think I can do is to just express to him that, um, you know, these last two days have felt a little long without any kind of touch-in points and asking him to set aside some time tonight to um, have a conversation. Right. And I think there is a valuable way here, Krista, for you to communicate because you guys have been out of communication for a couple of days. You might want to consider just saying, I have no idea what your plans are or what you're up to. You know, when could you be in touch with me? And it feels like it's important enough that I'd like you to ask you to do that as soon as possible. Um, You see, there's making space for your partner to already have a life outside of you. That especially if he's somewhere. How dare he? (laughs) I know, I know. But especially if he's somewhere where he's working, and we know that men have a tendency to be in single focus at a conference, it can be really overwhelming to try and break away from that. We know that he's been talking to his ex wife, but she works with him. We know he's been talking to his best friend, but he works with him. We know that, you know, so making a little space for him and, and the dignity of his process in your desire to be cared for gives you the greater chance of being cared for, right? If you say, I want you to make some time tonight, and he's trying to fit you in between three scheduled meetings or dinner and something else, and he's like, hey, babe, what's up? Right. That's not what you were looking for. So when you when you try to create an agreement with him, you want to make sure you're going to ask for what you really want. And that is, you know, you just... What I really just want getting... is for him to just text me without me having Great. to ask. Well... But maybe in the future, you could make an agreement that says, when you go away, could you please text me without me having to ask? And he could say, you know what, honey, in these situations, I'm never going to do that, but it doesn't mean I don't love you. So how about we do this? And we're back to that deal conversation, right? Where you guys are actually both respected for exactly who you are. You don't have to give up that you need more contact with him just because it's not easy for him. And he doesn't have to give up that he's going to remember to do it just because that's what you want. When you have an agreement, you guys both can get what you want so that, and you both agree to it. Like, you know, those little side comments are not agreements. Mm. Those are shaky, twisty little traps that we get ourselves into. You know, somebody like, this is probably another piece of it. Somebody I was talking to the other day 
was talking about um, the culture of the man that I'm dating, they were bringing up patterns. And one of the things they were saying is like, in that culture, men lie and it's part of the culture. It's like something that the men are proud of in the culture. Hmm. And that even though um, the one she's involved with um, works really hard and is aware of the pattern, it just, it's still in there. And so I could see that there was like an idea implanted in my mm. head in that moment. And, and it was like right as Mr. Right Here right now was going out of town. Mm. And so it played into all of my fears yeah, that of sounds... like, oh, I can't trust him. And yep, I'm sure she's right. He's a liar. And I just started like going down that path. Right. And, and then, then what, what has to happen is now he just gets to fulfill it, right? Because I right. believe it now. Right. And, and you said it up that if he doesn't answer your text, oh God, that must mean maybe he's lying to you right now. Right. So the the beauty of this is you can start to pick it apart and see how much responsibility you have for the creation of this story based in the fact that you have this little tiny wounded part of you that's saying, I'm not important. I must not be important. I'm not important. I'm buying into the misbelief that I'm not important, you know? So the question is, Krista, like, are you willing to be responsible? And and the thing is, you get to be exactly who you are. And it, the people we love will fulfill what we need because they love us. Or if they're not capable, we will make a new decision. But that doesn't mean they'll do it exactly the way we want it without any stipulations for them because they have a whole life to themselves. So he might say, listen, Chris, I would so love to get to reach you tonight, but all I can do tonight is just text you when I'm going to bed because I know I have a really late night. And then what if I reach out to you tomorrow? I think I have a space in my schedule between four and five. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah, you're still not, <laughs> I'm not there, there yet. I'm not yeah. there yet. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, because I feel great. like I've, we've had this conversation so many times, and so there's this part of me that goes like, he should just know, and he should just know. I feel like we've had this conversation over and over and over and over, so I think I'm also just frustrated that how many different ways can I say it before I go, this just isn't working, he'll never get it, and for the fact that this is just one week of him going on, and the reality is he'll probably move out of the country in two months, three months. And then we're in long-term situations. So that's feeding into it too, because I'm like, well, fuck, if I can't even do this over a week without feeling crazy, there is just like no way I can do it for long-term. Right. So let's try on a different idea. Let's try on something else. Okay. Okay. Yes. So what if this nonchalant agreement strategy that you're using sets it up for this always to keep happening Mm -hmm. and that there's a possibility That if you got very clear about wanting to make sure that you had your needs met and you felt really good about making sure that your needs were as important as his in any situation, you really honor that. Not, oh, I wish I didn't have these needs to be connected with, but this is who I am. This is what I need. If you got really, really clear about that and about your responsibility to give yourself what you need, I'm curious if you'd be willing to create with him a set of agreements that actually you make together and that you put in 
like a form that you know are going to happen. Now, let me just say one caveat. <laughs> they don't always happen exactly the way we want. And there's times we have to follow up and there are times we have to remind people because we're all human and we are not machines. But if you could do that, there's a possibility that you could get this need that's never been met by a man, that you've always turned into this story that you're not important enough. No matter how much evidence you get that you're important, it just keeps going to this little wound. And we all have these central wounds. Don't get yourself out there. So, oh, that word remind, when you said remind, like you were saying something like remind him. And I was like, wow, I don't want to have to remind somebody that I'm alive. Mm, but see, there's a little that's story the, in there. That's, that's the not, little girl. Yeah. I was like, I have yeah. to, why am I going to call my dad? I shouldn't have to remind him that I'm there. Right. But at the same time, the truth is that he loves you and whatever's going on in his life is happening in a way that, he, and he doesn't have an agreement with you that he's going to call you every two weeks on Tuesday and this kind of thing. So mm-hmm. the, the working of this inside ourselves has to do with loving ourselves enough to ask for exactly what we need and really holding people's feet to the fire that we get it so that we don't end up in these lack situations inside us where we feel so unimportant and so unloved and we just like lose it on the person. Because what we're building are expectations when we don't drill them down into actual agreements. And expectations, even if you speak them, Until the person says, yes, I absolutely agree, I'm going to do that, it's still an expectation because there is no agreement. So the fear of making an agreement is that the person's not going to say yes. They're going to say no. I guess, you know, I don't think that's my fear. I think he's going to say yes. I just don't believe he'll fulfill on it. So what are you going to do to have him fulfill on it? And if this is something you really need— it, you're going to punish him, I know. But I, wait, I would like to say kick him in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good punishment. That's a punishment. But if, if you really want him to fulfill this need and not to repeat this pattern, how are you going to support him in actually showing up for you? Or how are you going to support yourself? Because if this person never can show up and give you what you need, what are they actually telling you? They don't care about me. Right. They're saying, this is not important enough for me to do. And if it's important. So when we love someone, the things they ask of us are important to us. But what about if it's important to him, but he can't do it? What what is that that he can't do it? He can't set an alarm on his phone. He can't. Come on. He can. He might need some help. But if he, like you said, if he can text his ex-wife, he can text you. If he can text his best friend, he can text you. There's no I can't in this situation. It's I won't. And now you don't have an agreement. So now it's just this whole expectation falderall that's falling apart. But when you actually create a very strong agreement, I'm not saying strong agreements are easy to make, but when you make one and someone finally understands how important it is to you, that's actually one of the key pieces of making an agreement, Krista. Because well, he may I will get. Try. He may, <laughs> do, like, well, we, do we sound like we agree? But here, let's talk about this for a second. Because when someone really understands how important something is to you, they often respond in a way that you're just pretty surprised by. I just think he really does understand. And I, there's a part that goes, I really don't think he can do it because it's not how he's built. It's He's not a person that's on a schedule. He's not 
you know. So how about this? He's not the type who wants to check in all the time. He wants to just be free. And he wants, he actually wants to disappear there for a week and not have to think about anything, which is kind of like going on vacation, right? It's like, you just don't want to have to, you want to be able to get off the grid. Right. And so I'm trying to give him the space to feel off the grid, but. It's not working for you. It doesn't work for me. So it's like, that's what I mean, though. It's like I'm asking something of him that is so against his nature. And so I really feel like the only way that I can deal with this is that I have to, it's not about getting him into my agreement. It's about me needing to be okay in trusting in this space when we have, like, when we're apart, it has to be me, like, not going into all the fear and all the stories that are happening or could be happening and all that. Well, I think— Because I don't think I can change his behavior, honestly. Well, here's, a, here's another idea. Here's a thought, okay? What if you're willing to do anything it takes to help him give you this? What does that mean? That mean, I don't know. That's you, for you guys to figure out. But when, when you ask somebody something and they say, wow, that's going to be really hard for me, right? Mm-hmm. You, say, you say to them, well, do you understand how important this is to me? And they say, yes, I do. And I honestly don't know if I can do it. Then you have two choices. One is to take care of yourself, which is, I need this thing. So maybe you're not my correct partner, which is what you were talking about when he goes away for months. How are you going to live with this? If that's really true for him, then you may have to face that. Remember how we're always mm-hmm. talking about facing these things? Yeah. Which is hard. But the other possibility is that you could facilitate making it happen. So, for instance, you could say, what do you need to do this for me? What is it? Like, what is the thing that you need to do this? Or the 10 things that you need? And he actually might know. But here's a funny place to consider We think we know the answer, and we don't. When people answer this question, I have used this for so long now, they give you an answer that you actually can't even believe they're saying. What what do I need? What do you need? Not what do you need from me, but what do you need in order to do this? He might say anything. And what you think he might say is going to be completely different from what he actually says. I guarantee you that because I've done this so many times that I've seen it happen. So you say, look, all I'm telling you is I don't know how this is going to happen, but I need this level of contact with you. And he says, I don't know how I'm going to do that. You say, well, what do you need? And he says, <laughs> and he says, I need jobs. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's possible. But um, he says, I need you to program my phone before I go away. So it says every day at five o'clock, no matter where the hell I am in the world, this ringer goes off. And if that happens, I'll text you right then. I may not be able to call you. I may not be able to do anything. Like I'm telling you that I'm making that up. Right. But you, I'm asking you to trust that what you need is very important in this situation and getting over it is exactly the thing that gets us in trouble in relationships. Because we pretend we're in a place that we're not. Well, that's what I think I'm at right now. It's like, I don't want to pretend I'm not there, but I also know that there's a big part of me that I have to heal around this. Of course. That has, that has nothing to do with his behavior. But you're so. not healed yet. And what, you know, we can all pretend, 
And, you know, our friend Byron Katie is the one who said this, and I trust her on this. Don't pretend to be further along than you are. Be right who you are today. Today I need this, and I'd love to have this be different. But while I'm still here, would you be willing to support me? Well, we will see. (laughs) We will see if you even ask. The Um, only thing I'm committing to is that I will reach out after this podcast is over, and I will text him something that is not (laughs) hate-filled. Well, Chris, I'd I'd actually like to ask you one other thing that you said for you to do first. What? You said, yeah. I'm going to do my healing work first. I'm going to attend to this little one who feels abandoned. And then I'm going to reach out to him. Yeah, because I need to soften. If we are as energetically connected as I think we are, then I need to get rid of all this anger and hatred and fear and neediness and all that stuff that is just energetically projecting his way. I need to at least reduce it. (laughs) Let's go for reducing it 50% and um, before reaching out to him. Right. And one of the cleanest ways to do that is to authentically tell him what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we are leaving you in this quandary today. We have absolutely no idea what she's going to do. So my thought is we're going to have a follow-up to this episode <laughs> soon. But we do know that Chris is in good hands with herself. She's taking good care of herself. She's honoring herself. She's not forgetting her needs. And she and I'm is, doing it differently this and time. And this, even this is it's a huge. massive, huge, different way. And yeah. we'll see what happens. And uh, Christy, Hopefully it'll have less cleanup, right? And this is, the, this is part <laughs> of the work cleanup. we do. This is like before creating the drama, getting ahead of it so that we're yeah. not having to spend the next couple of weeks weeding through all the stuff that we've you know created. So right. this is me like, okay, I don't want to go to that space last time. So my brain remembers that trauma that happened at the party. It's like, I don't want to do that. So I'm backing it up. And yes, I've gone a little silent just so I have a chance to figure it out. And now I'm getting to the place where I'm about ready to to speak. And hopefully it'll be from more of a seventh chakra, you know, seventh chakra words that are coming out instead of a root chakra that comes out. Or even your heart chakra too. You know, it's like you just really feel the loving you have for him and for yourself at the same time. And make your request from there. So anyway, um, spread the love, you guys. We love you. We love you. And we'll see. uh, We'll hear about it next time, maybe. Catch up with this next time. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Take care. Bye. Spread the love.